1: This reading comes from Ephesians 4 verse 17 through 32 now this I say and testify in the Lord that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their minds they are darkened in their understanding alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardness of their heart they have become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality greedy to practice every kind of impurity but that is not the way you learned Christ let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God and Christ forgave you. This is the word of the Lord and it's absolutely true and it's given to us in love.
0: Thank you, you may be seated. Last week we learned that we must be gentle, patient. Uh, We must bear one another in love. And in today's passage, we're going to see how Paul challenges us to embrace our new identity, which is in Christ. Paul wants us to leave behind our old way of thinking and living and to put on our new self-created that is created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. He also challenges us to live differently, to live in the way of love, to speak the truth in love, and to be intentional about reconciliation with one another. So, as we realize who we are in Christ, we must realize that we have been given a new identity. We have been given a new identity. So, Just for a little while today, I want to talk about what that new identity looks like. It is not something that we can create. It is a God-created identity. So let's look at verses 17 through 19. 17 through 19 says this, Now this I say and testify in the Lord that you must no longer walk as Gentiles do, in the fertility of mind, they are darkened in their understanding and alienated from the from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, due to the hardness of their heart. They have become callous and have been given have given themselves up to sensuality, greed, to practice every kind of impurity. So, the first thing I want us to see is that Paul tells them not to act like Gentiles. And when we think of that, I don't want us to think of a race of people, but I want us to think of a people who are outside of the covenant of God, people who who were unrighteous, people who had no hope, people who had no hope of salvation. So, what Paul is saying is that because you are now unified as one body in Christ, I want you to act like that. I want you to develop a new identity. I don't want you to act like you used to act. Is that anybody in here? Is there anybody here that don't want to act like they used to act before? Yes. Amen. Amen. That's good. That's good because if you did, I, I would be praying for you. <laughs> Certainly, brothers and sisters, we all not want to go back to the old way. So, Paul is telling them don't, don't act like you did when you were spiritually dead. Don't act like you did when you were outside of the covenant. He says, listen to this, because they're, they're, uh, they are darkened in their understanding. So, your moral compass was off. You didn't, you didn't understand anything. You would call that which is wrong right. Hello? Yeah. You would try to make excuses for why you could continue to do the thing that you were doing when your moral conscience is wrong. When your moral conscience is wrong, you, you, you or when you depend on your moral conscience to lead you, you tend to make mistakes. You tend to get lost. But Paul is saying that you have a new identity in Christ that he has created. And when you walk in that new identity, you won't do the things that you used to do. Paul says there, They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of their ignorance that is in them due to the hardness of their heart. That's a mouthful right there. That's a mouthful because they understand that they have been alienated. That means you're outside of the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardness of their hearts. That means that our heart Has not, God hasn't broken up our hearts and and allowed for fresh fruit to come from, for fresh water to flow from us. So, what has happened is these people are lost. Paul is encouraging them, don't live like you are lost. Brothers and sisters, if we've been delivered, if we have received Christ in our heart, guess what? We ought to act like that we know. Who We are and who we belong to. Paul is challenged. His challenge is very clear. We must no longer walk like we did before we encountered Christ. We must leave behind this old way of living. We, we must leave that stuff alone. We must leave it alone. Listen to what Paul is saying. Paul is, he's urging them, turn away from your worldly patterns, from your sinful nature. Brothers and sisters, do y'all know that we we can't turn away on our own? That's right. Amen. We we can't turn away on our own. I talked about this last week. That we got a high calling. Mm-hmm. This is not an easy calling for us. The only way we can walk worthy of our calling is through the power of the Holy Spirit. So what Paul is telling them. Your new identity, for you to live out this new identity, you have to allow the Spirit to work through you. That Spirit of God needs to be flowing through you. The Holy Spirit needs to be at work in your life. Don't live like you used to live. Live a transformed life. You can live this life that has been transformed through His love and through His mercy. Look what he says. Let's go to verse 22. Paul says this, put off the old self which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires, listen, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and put on your new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. He keeps telling them the same thing. He wants them to put this off. Brothers and sisters, if you go to church, if you come to worship, if we come into this place together and you hear the same thing, you hear the message of Christ that says that if we have been born again, we ought to be different, brothers and sisters, we ought to take heed to that. We ought to take heed to that. We, there ought to be something inside of us that draws us to want to be different than we used to be. I, I can't make myself better. Mm-mm. Only the Spirit can work through me. And when the Spirit is at work through me, I don't do what I used to do. Amen. We're going to see this in this passage because he tells us how we should live our lives. Listen, it says, Paul's reassurance them that the transformation is necessary. If we want to live fully as the people of God, to live like he calls us, then we have to be renewed in our minds, in our spirits. Our self has to be renewed. We have to be renewed in the likeness of Christ. We are called to put aside our old selves to reject our corrupt desires that have and will continue to lead us astray if we follow those desires. Instead, we are called to put on a new attitude. Our hearts need to be changed. And that happens through Christ. He's encouraging them to embrace their new identity. When we embrace our new identity, I'm going to say it one more time, it means to live differently. Amen? Yeah. It means to live differently. Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians, this same Paul, that if any man be in Christ, behold, he is a new creature. All things, old things have been, have passed away All things have become new. And we often wonder, like, how is it that I can be a new person? I look the same. We look the same. But what's happening is that there's a newness that's happening on the inside of us. Our hearts are being regulated. Our minds are being regulated. Yeah, we look like the same person that you saw doing that stuff last week. But since then, the Spirit of the Lord has got a hold of me. And I'm not that person. I look the same. But trust me, I'm new. I got a new identity. Brothers and sisters, when we come in contact with the gospel, brothers, we ought not talk the same. Sisters, we ought not walk the same. We're going to see this. Does anybody remember Zacchaeus? What happened to Zacchaeus? Zacchaeus was a tax collector. He was a crook. He was a thief. When he got a, when when God, when Jesus got a hold of him, he says, Fathers, what I took from people, I give them more than I took. He works like that, brothers and sisters. He works on us that he changes us. Those who steal don't want to steal no more. Those who used to lie don't want to lie no more. We're gonna see it all here in the scripture. There's a new, there's new something happens. When God gets a hold of us, brothers and sisters, it's more than us just being in a room together. It's more than just me throwing out the word unity. It's literally us coming together to be the new person that God has made. All of us, when we come together, we are some diverse people in here. Amen? Listen, we come from many different walks of life. But God has brought all of us together to make us one new person. Isn't that good news? Because by myself, I'm a mess. Okay, okay. <laughs> but, but, but I got a brother in here who can help me out. Why? Because the Spirit is in him. We're better together. I promise you we are. Amen? So he's talking to them. Look at these characteristics I want to I talk about. Look at some of these things that that is happening in the new man. Look at verse 25. Verse 25 says, therefore, having put away falsehood, let each one of us speak the truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Listen, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity for the devil. So the first thing that I see here is that we're going to put away falsehood. We get a new characteristic, y'all. We become truth-tellers. Hello. Hello. It says put away falsehood. All those things that are contrary to his will, all those things that are out of line to God's way, he says put on truth. Mm -hmm. Y'all, we become brothers and sisters who speak truth to our neighbors, for we are one. We are members of one another. We are members of one another. We speak truth to each other. Y'all see that? We speak truth to one another. We are no longer marked by deception and lies. We speak the truth in love. We speak truth because we build in trust among one another. We're deep in our relationships with one another. Listen, we're living our new identity in Christ, which means that we're going to speak the truth, even in difficult situations. Hello? That means that, listen, we, we, we can tell the truth, but we ought to try to do it in love. Amen? Brother, sister, I'm telling you this because I love you. And if you're living outside of the will of God, you need to get it together. You need to receive him in your heart. I'm telling you that because I love you. And I want you to be a part of God's family. Hello? We can talk to people. We, listen, we, Listen, there are things that's happening in this world, y'all, and I don't want to go in it. I don't want to go down. This is happening. That is happening. But we can speak the truth in love. We can let folk know, brother, I love you, but that's wrong. That is contrary to the will of God. Can, can we do that? Yes, yes, we can speak the truth in love. So he was saying, get away from falsehoods. Then he says this, don't be consumed by anger. Don't be consumed by anger. We are told to be angry and do not sin. Listen to this. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. Brothers and sisters, anger is a natural natural emotion. Y'all don't get angry. Look, it, it get quiet in here. It get, it get quiet when you say certain things. But brother, sister, somebody make you mad, you get angry. Can I go back to the example I always use? Get cut off while you drive. Get, cu- get cut off. What's the first thing that we say, oh, God bless him? Nope. <laughs> Some of us, our fingers begin to start doing certain that, that, that's the old you, right? The, the new us be like, God bless them. But, but it says, don't let, the, don't let the sun go down on your anger. So what does that mean, y'all? It means that we ought to be quick to reconcile. That's what that means. That means we ought to be quick to reconcile. When someone has offended us or when we have offended somebody, and that we're angry, we ought to be quick to reconcile. That's, that's part of our new identity. Telling the truth, being quick to reconcile. Y'all, it, I promise you, it really don't be that serious. You be around here huffing and puffing and mad about stuff, you mad at somebody who done forgot about the thing that they made you mad about. I'm telling the truth. You see them, you get all huffy puffy, your blood pressure rising. They over there having a good time. They ain't even thought about that. So, guess who anger hurts? It hurts you. It's like you drinking poison and expecting somebody else to get sick. Don't make sense, do it? So, you're angry. You're upset. you all bent out of shape instead of reconciling with that person, trying to make it right. Brothers and sisters, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, there's a reason that Paul was writing this to the church because this type of behavior was happening in the church. Brothers and sisters, we are called to a new identity. We can't be consumed by anger. We ought to be looking. Verse 27 says we ought to be quick. We ought to be looking for a way to reconcile. We ought to be looking for a way to get things right with our brother and our sister. Somebody may have some stuff in here today that they need to call somebody about. It's all right if you do. It's okay if you do. It is okay to call somebody and say I need to apologize to you, it is okay to call somebody. It says be quick. That is important. It is okay for you to say I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I offended you. Why? Because we got a new identity. And we don't have time to hold that. It only hinders you. I want I want that to rest in here, because we are. God's church. We are his people. We are his new creation. We can't be allowing falsehoods to hold us. Amen. That's how it's supposed to happen. That's what's supposed to happen. It is okay. See, I got to stop there. That's the problem. We don't see enough of that. We hear it. But we don't see it in action. Guess what just happened to that brother? He just got delivered, he just got set free. That's the Holy Spirit at work. That that has nothing to do with anything else. Amen? Folk, we're the church. We're supposed to allow the spirit to work in us. We're supposed to be set free. The church is supposed to look different. Now, don't let nobody say, if it was me, I wouldn't have did it. Maybe God ain't working on you like he's working on him. I wouldn't forgive him for that. That's their business. Amen? Are y'all following me? I don't know what to do when the Lord show up. Let him have his way. So, so don't let anger go down on us quick. Let, let, let it go. Look for an opportunity to make it right. Look at this, and I'm almost finished. Then it says, Paul, he continues to write, He's saying, let no corrupt communication come out of your mouth. He says, but only such that is good for building up as it fits the occasion. That it may give grace to those who hear it and do not grieve the Holy Spirit. For by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with malice, but be kind to one, to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, as God and Christ have forgave you. Brothers, we, brothers and sisters, we're called to love one another. Amen? We need to let it go. Let it go. If we expect to walk in our new identity. Wholesome talk. Wholesome talk, wholesome talk, only that which uplifts. Y'all, you know, we can use our mouths sometimes to tear folk down. Anybody guilty of that? (laughs) Look, I've done it. Listen, I will tell them off. Y'all know finger snapping and stuff? Yeah? Brothers, brothers, we, we may not snap our fingers, but we stand strong, don't we? We play hey, play with it if you want to. I'm trying to talk, I'm trying to talk like we talk. Don't don't let your mouth write a check. Y'all know? Y'all know. Not wholesome. Not not wholesome. Listen, I told you last week, being gentle is having the ability to do it, but not doing it. We could cut people down with our words. We know stuff about folk that we can say that will tear them apart. But it says use our words so that they will be uplifting, fitting for the occasion. So allow our talk to be wholesome, to be encouraging, to be pointing people to Christ. brother and sisters, I love you. But if you're outside of the will of God, I'm telling you this because I love you, but I also want to point you to the way of righteousness. Yeah. It ain't just enough for me to tell it, but it's, I have to point them to the way of righteousness. It says being kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. So listen to this, y'all. We're going to tell the truth. We're not going to let anger go down. We're not going to let the sun go down on our wrath toward our brothers and sisters. I skipped 28, but 28 tell us don't steal. Uh Uh-oh. No sticky fingers. But he says, you go get a job. Labor. So now you're able to help those that are in need. Isn't that something? The way God changes us, that we used to be the ones taking. But when the Spirit gets in us, He wants us to be a giver. Mm -hmm. Isn't that something? Go get a job. No no unwholesome talk comes out of you. Put away all bitter and malice. Be kind to one another. Forgiving one another as we were forgiven in Christ. That's our new identity. That's our new identity. It means, brothers and sisters, that we got to be different than the world. We ought to be different in the world. People ought to come inside the place where folk gather to worship the Lord. And when they leave this place, they ought to be able to say that the presence of the Lord was in them. There's something different about those people. Those people are uplifting one another. Those people are loving on one another. Those people are helping each other. Those people are encouraging each other. That's what the church is about. People ought to come in here and see the Holy Spirit at work. They ought to see something different than they see on the outside. Amen? Amen? Why? Because we're a new body, we're a new creation, we got a new identity. Amen. Amen. It's something different is supposed to be happening. And here is this. Let me say this. This ought not be a one-off. This ought to be our lifestyle. Amen. It ought not to come in here and say, oh, that was one good Sunday. But we ought to worship in such a way that's pleasing to God. That the way we walk is different. That we shine light in dark places. And we want people to the cross. Forgiving one another. None of us, none of us deserve forgiveness. Outside of Jesus Christ. Hello? I I, I want us to grab this. None of us. None of us have worked up ourselves that we don't done so much good that we don't fed enough homeless, that we don't gave away enough money, that we are nice to people on our job. I can, I can run on the list and go on. None of that makes you worthy of the forgiveness of Christ. Amen. Amen. What makes us worthy of forgiveness to receive the grace is that Christ died on the cross for our sins. And that he rose again with all power in his hand. And that by faith through grace, we have received him into our hearts. Amen. Amen. Nothing else. Nothing else. Because if it was, brothers and sisters, I got a list of things that I have done that you have not done that will put me in a better place than you. Y'all, y'all know what I'm talking about? <laughs> we can all begin to say, well, I did this, and I did that. Certainly, that makes me a good candidate. Brothers and sisters, the only thing that makes us a candidate is the blood. Amen? Amen. you've been covered by the blood. <laughs> nothing else, nothing else, nothing else nothing else. I like this thing because it says that that we we are sealed to the day of redemption by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. So that means, see, I was trying to figure this out as I was reading this. I'm like, if we're sealed if we're sealed for redemption and, 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 and nothing, we can't be lost We can't be lost, right? Because we're sealed to redemption. What he's saying is that you're sealed, live like you've been sealed. That's it. Listen, that's good. Because some days, y'all, we feel like we out there all by ourselves. What, What about those moments when those of us who have been born again don't act like, We've been born again. This is the part of the scripture you need to get excited about. That you've been sealed to the day of redemption. And when you know that you've been sealed, you seek reconciliation. You speak truth. You ask for forgiveness. Are y'all following me? I, I got no tricky words for us. I, I think we, we come together and we look for these Magical things that somebody can tell us that we can. Oh, I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna apply this to my life. I'm gonna do this ABC ABC, and and then I'm gonna have everything together. That ain't it. That ain't it, brothers and sisters. I got no trick. I got no. uh, I I got. I got nothing for you, except for allow the Spirit to work through you. Allow the Holy Spirit to work through you receive this new identity look at us across this room I I say it all the time I say it all the time the reason all of us are in this place together at this moment you want to know why because of God God saw this when he looked down through the telescope of time he saw each and every one of us in this place together on this day This, we're not in here by chance. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Yeah. It didn't happen that way. God put all of us together. He's allowing our paths to cross. Yeah. I said it last week. You got a brother over here and a sister over there. And we ought to act like a family. Yeah. We ought to walk in our new identity. Yeah. So here it is. The last thing I'm going to say. Be tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God in Christ forgave you. It's a tall order, brothers and sisters, to leave behind our old self sometimes. It's it's challenging sometimes to leave that behind because that's what we know. That's what we know. We are quick to go back to that which we are familiar with. But God has called us to a new identity. So this new life that's available to us in Christ is through the Holy Spirit. So brothers and sisters, allow, receive the Spirit into your heart. Don't fight against those things that God is telling you. Don't fight against when the Spirit is directing you. Don't fight against those. Don't grieve the Spirit. Don't try to stop what's happening. Allow the Spirit to work through your life. So, folk around you can see God at work. Forgive people. Love on people. Speak the truth in love. Act like you got a new identity. Amen? Amen? Let's pray. Father, we thank you that we no longer walk as Gentiles. We pray for the grace to put off our old self and walk. We pray for the Holy Spirit to embrace us to walk in the newness of life. And God, we thank you that we have not let our own devices Stop us from receiving the salvation and the grace that's afforded to us because of Jesus Christ. So, Father, we, your people, not only do we want to be unified, but we want to walk in our new identity that has been created for us. So, help us to speak the truth in love. Help us to be quick to reconcile. Help us, God, to be givers and not takers. Help us, God, to be quick to offer grace, the same grace that has been offered to us. God, help us to not worry what other people may think. Help us to move as the Spirit lead and guides us. Help us, God, to be light. In this dark world, help us to point others to the cross for which Jesus died and got up with all power in his hands. Help us, God, to point people to our risen Savior. This we pray in Christ's name.